0: Good morning. It is morning. And it is um, the day after Halloween. We are we have such a busy They're week. Like... We have such a busy week. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm also very excited because I got a phone call from the guys at Aztec Chevrolet. They are all buying tickets to see me in Vegas on oh, December 9th. Oh, how
1: fun. So we're
0: super excited about that, and I I really need to work on an after party for, for us. sure. You know, now yeah. we've got so, lots of people
1: coming. We're gonna
0: work on that. So big thank you.
1: <gasps> oh, you know who else said is, is coming? Who? Do you remember? Um, her name was Raisa. She was a breast cancer survivor. Sent us messages. She played yes, bingo when we did the Leukemia yes, and of Lymphoma Society bingo. Yes. They sent me an email. They have bought a ticket and they are coming to Vegas too.
0: Well, I, I think it's so funny because so many people are now communicating with you and not me. <laughs> Like it's so funny that people people are like, um, we need to uh, communicate uh, with Renee. So, uh, thank you, Aztec Chevrolet, for the continued, continued, continued support. Yes. you know, you've really, you've really made us so happy, and and we hope that that our family here at the podcast is is at least checking out your inventory. So please check out their inventory. I'm always checking my wife's inventory. Um, What do you
1: mean checking my inventory? Oh, I missed it over my head. It wasn't that good of a
0: joke, but I threw it out there. And also,
1: you made a bad one.
0: I made a bad one. We started it off with a bad one. Um, So, and then, thank you, Rick. (laughs) Rick laughed. Um, And then, of course, our friends at Old Salt Coffee. You're gonna drink coffee. Order it. Have it delivered to the house. Save yourself the hassle. We just got a delivery too. Yep, Trevino Ten. T R E V I N O the number 10 one zero, and it tastes like
1: freedom there
0: you go my love uh, you look um Uh-oh. um beautiful you look good Uh-oh. i just i mean the sweater i wanted to say something about the sweater but it looks it looks good you're
1: choosing your it adjectives looks... wisely this adjectives. morning adjectives what are
0: adjectives <laughs> i found it um...
1: what are adjectives that was funny uh, thank you
0: cuz well, i was just really um it was really cool to, to receive such great messages from people, uh, that were really happy that we spoke about dyslexia.
1: Oh, really? I didn't, I, I see. Got, I didn't get any of those. You and I get such different messages. what do they say?
0: Lots of mess, you know, just people saying, Hey, thank you for talking about it. You know, or people saying I am a dyslexia teacher, you know, oh, cool. or people saying, Hey, I, uh, have kids that have dyslexia mm-hmm. and that I'm going to show them your podcast so that they can see that others have dyslexia and have become very successful.
1: I love that. You know, so
0: it was really cool. And and sometimes on this podcast, I feel like, oh my gosh, did we, did we ramble? You yeah. know, did we go into a direction? Was that when a snoozer? Yeah. You know, was that a snoozer? Did, you know, do people care? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it was just really cool that, that, you know, we talked about dyslexia and people, um, really kind of gravitated towards there it. There were people you know? who connected with that. Yeah, there are people that definitely connected with the dyslexia episode.
1: I love the idea of people showing it to their kids. So,
0: and what people don't know is if you watch the dyslexia episode backwards, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it says something completely different. Um, that's a little dyslexia, joke. But it, it, I mean, it is inspiring when when people when people reach out and when people say, hey... And then, so in Dallas... Uh-huh. I, I had one of them come up to me and go, I wrote you that message about dyslexia. And she goes, and I just want to tell you, thank you. And I want to let you know that, that it really meant a lot to us <clears throat> that yeah. we, um, we received that. So, you know, that you guys talked about it. So I'm really, really happy that, that it did get people talking.
1: Speaking of people at shows, didn't um, you and I were talking about, you forgot to talk about it last week when you were talking about Tampa. Oh my
0: gosh, yeah, the Tampa couple. But this
1: crazy story.
0: I know, and it's like, in my head, I'm like, man, there's so much to talk about today. I hate to go back a week. Yeah. But it it is important enough to go back a week because I was really, really, because let me start off by saying that I don't, I don't think that I was always a good man. I I think I have become a good man. I think I've tried very hard to become a good man. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in my younger days, I was um, somewhat of a mess. You know, and I I will say this, that, you know, my dad worked very hard and my mom worked very hard to make sure that we had the right morals. Mm -hmm. And I've always tried to be a good person, but there was times in my life where I wasn't a good man. You know, and when you meet guys and, and my new opening act, David J, Dave J is his name. My new opening act, he's one of those, just a good man, yeah. you know, and when you meet these guys who have always been a good man, it, it's really cool, right? For me yeah. to go, wow, man, you've, you've always been a good man, you know, and, and that's part of this story is, is on my, what I related to, uh-huh. you know, and what, what inspired me, so Renee has, gets a message from a couple. They say, hey, we're celebrating our anniversary. We really want to meet Steve in Tampa. And it's tough yeah. because I already meet everybody. You know, after the show, I meet everybody. Yeah. But I, I don't necessarily, at the end of the show, always have time to, to have a chat. Yeah. Right? Um, so what we do is we'll go, okay, we'll try to meet them before the show.
1: Right. I'll connect them with the road manager. And if they're, if we're able to facilitate at some point before or real and, quick after we. And oh I will well.
0: say that, that as things are continue to grow, it is getting more and more difficult. Yeah. Well, know? just
1: cause we get more requests um, and there's only so much well, time. We get
0: tons and tons and tons of requests. And we really, we really tried our best to, to make people's days. Right. So in this particular situation, this couple comes backstage. I start talking to them and I was just blown away by their story. She gets in a car accident, a severe car accident. She's seven months pregnant. She ends up in a coma. The piece of shit that got her pregnant bails on her. Her best friend's brother stood by her side while she was in a coma from day one. Ends up falling in love with her ends up raising this daughter and ends up getting married. But what really tripped me out is she goes, I did not want to marry him and walk down the aisle with a cane. Yeah. She goes, so I wanted to make sure that I had made a full recovery before we got married. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm looking at this guy like, wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Aren't you a good man? Yeah. Like what a great story. So I'm on stage and, and it's in my, the back of my head. You know, sometimes people tell you a story that you go, it just touches you. It, yeah. It just, it's one of those stories that kind of just stays, resonates and yeah, stays with you. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so at the end of the show, I go, we have a very special couple here. I bring her on stage. Oh,
1: you didn't tell me this I did. part of the
0: story. And I, and I said, I go, you have to tell your love story. We all have a love story. What's yours? Uh-huh. And she went up there and told this story and, and you could just, you could just feel the room you know and, and what i'm really loving about the shows lately you know and and writing this new material that we're writing about you know how we're going to raise Garrett to be a good man mm-hmm. when we have so much and then me telling the story about my dad and the things that i learned from my dad right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um is is it you know it feels like the the shows are like funny 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 Here's something really sweet and cool that, that I learned, and I'm trying to do. Right, and then funny, 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 you know, and just try to kind of ride that wave of of emotion and heart, and and I've always tried. That's to, always been a goal of yours. That's always yeah. been a goal. It's that it's sell. always rooted in some and, sort of and it has to have heart and truth, right? Yeah. So you know, to to have an experience in a date night where it is like a movie, right? When you go yeah. to a, when you go to a movie, hopefully you're riding that that wave of
1: the real life rom-com stand-up yeah. version
0: of a movie i like that um but but it was just really cool to have her on stage and and really for me you know inspirational that there's a there's men out there there's two kinds of men there's the bad and the good and the bad one bailed the bad one was weak the bad one fucking left yeah you know and then here comes this knight in shining armor who was there for this girl and yeah. it wasn't it, it, you know and it wasn't his biological child inside of her and he still stayed with her. And that that was Sorry. another thing that I, I really wanted to tell him that, you know, because I have a stepdad and I have a stepmom and that, that step parents are parents.
1: Oh my gosh. That's a part of your life. You yeah. Know,
0: such a big part of my life. And, and especially one like, like him that, that was there from day one. Yeah. You know, so I just, I didn't get to tell that story last week and, and I was really bummed. Yeah. Because it did touch me and I wanted to share it with, with all of you guys. I love you know? that
1: you, I didn't know that that you had them up on stage after. Like that is a cool experience to be in the showroom and like connect with the audience in that way. Especially like, I just, I love that you're doing that in your shows now because I feel like there's this, we there's such a disconnect through COVID, throughout COVID. And it's like now finding ways to like, uh, it's good for the soul, I feel like, just to like re- reconnect on, well on that I, sort of.
0: I I think if anything, if, and, and it's, it's, the next topic, which is our Halloween weekend that we just went through. Yeah. Is that that because of COVID, uh-huh. we have become more appreciative. Of people and of people. humans. We and- don't we don't take Halloween for granted. Right? You know, we don't go, oh well it's Halloween. And and we'll do it on Sunday. And and then I think right now everybody's like, we didn't get to do Halloween last year. We're
1: gonna do Halloween. Uh, we
0: might not have another Halloween. We're gonna we're gonna do Halloween to the max. Three days yeah. of
1: Halloween. <clears throat>
0: we yeah we li- well you did three days. I did three days of, of, Halloween. of Halloween. Yeah, and and it, it was just you know everybody and it was funny because our neighbors came over. We had a, a kind of a hang here at the house. Mm-hmm. I I we we loaded up the the trailer. We'll get into that. But you know um, some of our neighbors were just like they're like this.
1: Yeah, because it's been three you know, days of Halloween. They did
0: all the kid activities at school Friday. Yes. And then they did the adult Halloween party on Saturday. Yeah. And then they showed up to do our Halloween for the kids on and Halloween And then you're Day. not
1: even all the church uh, fall festivals right. and the pumpkin patches and the Yeah.
0: So everybody was doing things to the max, but I love it because I love doing things to the max. To the max. Yeah. You know. but, but I think because I've always... The feeling that everybody, the lesson that everybody learned during COVID. Yeah, I, I already know that. I already don't take days for granted. Yeah, every day to me is so very. Oh my valuable. gosh, I forget
1: what it was. One time we were we were arguing about something and tired, and you being on the road and me being at home, and you pointed out you were like, I only get this many baseball games i only get this many halloweens because usually you're working on halloween but halloween fell on a sunday this year so you were home and when you broke it down like that it was really eye-opening for me and you were like renee that's how i think about things all the time like that's my my perspective on it
0: right that's how i run through life i run through life that every second every minute and i've said it once i'll say it again i truly believe that the most valuable things on planet earth are family and time yeah because you can't get more family and you can't get more time.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. But I think you're right. I think COVID you know,
1: made us realize that a little more. You
0: know, money's not very valuable. Yeah. I can get more money. I'll go out and get more money. I'll find a way to make more money. That's
1: it's not yeah. valuable.
0: Gold is not fucking valuable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. none of that bullshit's valuable. It's, it's the time, really. Yeah. You know, and I, I take every second and every minute of every single day. And I value it.
1: I do feel like yeah. I learned that lesson. Cause I think, you know, you're, you came from such a, you come from such a big family and you're always like the more the merrier. And that used to like all the people used to really stress me out and not that it prepping for all those people still doesn't sometimes, but now I'm like, who the hell cares after having COVID Christmases and Thanksgivings and that being, you know, so quiet and sad. I'm just like, everybody come and we'll figure it out. Like-
0: well, and again, you know, it is one of those things where, you know, I was in Vegas. We had a boy's trip to Vegas. um, Dear, At the kind of at the tail end of of COVID when things were kind of opening back up before you had the baby. Uh Oh, that's right. Remember? and and I just, and my dad suffers so severely from uh, his PTSD and, and it's really very sad for me to see it take its toll, you know, as he gets older and we're in Vegas and he wanted to hang and he was in a good mood. So I'm like, I'm going to take this time and I bailed on my friends, Yeah, you know, because I knew that, Hey, if he's in a good mood, how many more good moods are we going to get from him? Yeah. You know, how many times am I going to be in Vegas with my dad? That quality time, that quality time, because, you know, we all run out of time, you know, so I really took advantage of it, but to get into this weekend, I was off to Dallas,
1: Dallas, and I love Dallas. I wish I'm a little bummed that Dallas coincided with all the Halloween activities. Cause I would have loved to have done Dallas with you.
0: Well, and and I don't know how many people know this, but Addison Improv is where I, that was the first comedy club I had ever stepped foot in.
1: Your original wild heyday stomping I, grounds.
0: I started there. I I had never seen a comedy club before until I stepped, set foot into that comedy club. I still remember the feeling of walking into that comedy club and looking around like, so this is a comedy club.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. the one that's upstairs, low ceilings. Uh, it's dark. a great club. Yeah.
0: It's a great room. And and I worked the door there for several years. I waited tables there. I bartended there. I answered the phones there. I, I picked up comedians and took them to radio. And you got in a lot everything. of trouble there. I'm sure I got in a lot of trouble <laughs> there. I did. And, and so it's just a really special place. And, and there was a GM there who is no longer there who was really shitty to me. Um, once I, I kind of left the nest, uh-huh. he, was, he just wouldn't bring me back. You were you still know, the door
1: guy in his I mind. I was still the
0: door guy in his head and, and he just wouldn't bring me back. And I remember, you know, when I would open there, I said, because you would get, you would get $400 a week, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, I'm going to get into this a little bit because I, I hope it inspires people. Yeah. You know, I was the, I've always been the kind of guy that I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to find a way, right, to make myself more successful. So what I started learning was that in order for me to get good at this, I had to be on stage. Yeah. Right. And I had to be around it, you know. So I here I am. I would wake up in the morning. I'd pick them up at, at the radio. I would, I would pick them up to go to radio. I'd pick them up at the airport, take them to their hotel. Then I would pick them up for radio, take them to radio. And then I would help them run errands or whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. But then I would check in to the, uh, the to answer phones to sell tickets. Uh-huh. And then I would get dressed. And then I was the door guy or a waiter in the evening times, right? Yeah. So I was doing all of this at the club. I was already spending, you know, 15 hours a day sometimes yeah. at, at the club. Just, well, yeah,
1: because radio starts, you're picking them up at like 6 you know, a.m. And, and I was
0: broke as, as a joke. So I would turn the fryers on. During the day. And I'd fry me up some chicken and some French fries, Yay. you know, from the, from the walk-in over there so that I could eat, you know, uh-huh. make myself lunch. And then I, I, I finally get the opportunity. And, and what happened was Bill Bellamy was coming into town. Uh-huh. I'm waiting tables. His opener does not make it into town. Something happens with this flight uh-huh. and he is doing a two man show. So there is no comedian there. The manager comes up to me and goes, here's your chance. Don't fuck it up. And I, li- I tell my way, I tell everybody at my section, I go, I will be back.
1: Oh, it was right? like literally while you were there. in am waiting table. Oh, damn.
0: I tell my section, uh-huh. I will be back. Yeah. I walk on stage and, and that was the first time I did really well so that, you know. They Maybe go,
1: that's why you don't need prep time. From the very beginning, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you <laughs> like, got go. no
0: prep time. So after that, the manager goes, hey, I'm going to give you an opening weekend. Uh-huh. So I did the opening weekend. Who was at, it for? Do you remember? I don't remember who it was for. I think it might've been for Wayne Brady, but I get paid 400 bucks. That's how much you get paid to open. For the whole weekend. For the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had a light bulb go off and I went to management and I said, listen, everything that I already do, mm-hmm. I will still do it. And you pay me $400 every single week, but you also let me MC." Like host. Yes, you let okay. me open the show, and okay. I will still take them to radio. Uh-huh. I will still put in the the hours answering phones. Okay. I will still wait tables, and I will still bartend, and I will still work the door. Whatever you need me to do. But all you have to do is pay me the four hundred bucks. So, but then you got the four hundred bucks plus your tips, right? Well, no. If 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 I was doing the if I was hosting, then I was a door guy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Right. Yeah. Because so you'd I, get everybody in once yeah. everyone was seated. You and then could, I would run okay. and, and get on stage. But but I was still putting in all those hours. And I and I knew that that was a deal for the club. Yeah. Right. The club is doing the math and they're going, wait a minute. We get a full-time employee. Yeah. Right. A dedicated full-time employee.
1: Yeah.
0: And all we got to do is pay him 400 bucks.
1: Yeah. And, and, and give him stage time.
0: And give him stage time. No problem. So that was, you know, and and that's the problem now. People who become very, very successful mm-hmm. are willing to do things that nobody else is willing to do. Yeah. I was willing to work 12 to 15 hours a day, seven days a week to get that stage time for
1: $400. Yeah.
0: You know, so I would work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. I would go work the door and bartend at Logan's, another bar. Mm-hmm. Right. So because I, there's no way I was going to stay alive. For $400 yeah. a week. So I started working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays at another bar. Right. Right. So I would do that and I would get on stage and I would do my thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, going back to the idea that, you know, people aren't willing to do things. You know, for example, when I would pick up these comedians, I would let them know whatever you need. I got you. Yeah. You need me to take you to the grocery store. I'll take you to the grocery store. Right. Right. You need me to sell merch. You have merch. I'll sell your merch. Yeah. Right. And I would. I would. I would get their merch ready, and and that's how I would make another hundred bucks.
1: Because they they break you off. Yeah. The, the comic
0: would give me a hundred bucks. Hey man, thanks for selling merch. Yeah. So I, then I would sell merch, right? And I remember, and I'm not gonna name any names, I'd be working with other comedians, and those other, and you know those these people, mm-hmm. and those other comedians would be like, "Damn Trevino, you're their bitch, bro. Dude, you want to be their bitch? And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to be their bitch. I'm trading. Yeah. They're giving me knowledge and they're letting me have stage time in exchange for me selling merchandise for them. Right. Right. And years later, now I'm headlining at a very young age. Right. I started headlining at 25 years old. Then all those people that called me their bitch were like, hey, Trevino, can I have some work? I'll do anything. Let me open for you. Yeah, I'll sell merch, and I'm like,
1: hey. so,
0: <laughs> so now, now you want to be the bitch's bitch, right? But, but I was, I was at the age, I was very young. Yeah, and I was basically it's an internship. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. willing to do all of these things to be successful. Yeah, and that's why I always say that I have always taken a very blue collar approach to stand up. Yeah. You know, so I get to that. And by the way, I was working there September 11th. The towers had gone down. I was, of course, asleep because I was drunk the night before. Yeah. And I, my phone is ringing off the hook. And I had a landline and a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I finally answer it. And it's my mom. And my mom is in tears. Miss Dora is yeah. freaking Hysterical. Out. She's hysterical. And she goes, turn on the TV. And by the time I turned on the TV... The towers were falling down. I have zero family in Dallas, right? Yeah. I am scared. I do not know where to go. I go to the comedy club. Uh-huh. I get to the comedy club, the owner of the comedy club is there, right? And then all of a sudden all these other comics and people start showing up at the club because nobody knows what to do. Yeah. You know, and thank God that, that nothing and because they were saying that Dallas would be Dallas was gonna be a target, target and you know, blah blah yeah. blah. The next day I go and and buy an American flag and I put that American flag and I, I thumbtack it to the back wall. Uh huh. Well, to this day, that flag is still on the wall and it's framed now. I put that flag I just
1: got chills. uh, 20 years ago. That gave me chills. Uh,
0: So it is, it is, you know, when I walk on stage, And I just picture me back there at that sound booth watching comedians. Uh And I see that American flag on the back wall and I just have this sense of like, I did that. This is my place, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I'm talking to Jay, the manager, and I said, dude, are there any comics working here? And he goes, man, there's a female comic who's really funny. Yeah. I go, give me her name. So I walk on stage and I'm like, uh, guys, are you guys want to do something really special with me? And the crowd's like, yes. Uh-huh. I go, This, I told the story about me waiting tables and getting an opportunity. Yeah. I go, I'm in the same club that I got my opportunity mm-hmm. in the same way, ladies and gentlemen, and I say her name, Kirstie.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: she's like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me set this drink down. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, what the fuck is going on? And I bring her on stage. Uh-huh. And, and she did five minutes. And she was really funny. Yeah. Really, really funny. And... and I was so impressed with her.
1: I gotta say, I love, uh, I love that it ha- it was a woman because um, I'm all about that, and I feel like comedy is such a man's world, and there's actually really funny women working in comedy clubs. Um,
0: I guess. Shut your mouth. That she was funny. She was very funny. Yeah. And and, and she's very young, but she already has the um, has a cadence and and a, a personality and, a, yeah. and an attitude, and and she just did a. A really fantastic job and, and it just made me feel good to be able to 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 give back in that way yeah not when I do it all the time you know I I'll always put young comics yeah. up but there was something really special about in the club where you got your shot where I got yeah. where I started right and and to to it was really cool too to see all the other servers and and yeah. and wait that st- bartenders. i feel like and,
1: you always get all the feels when you go back to addison when you go back to that club. i do I,
0: and 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 also because you know so many crazy times there and 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 also the feeling of being new that feeling was so cool you know i i know what do
1: you mean being new what being
0: new Everything being you.
1: Oh, the first time for everything. Right. The gotcha. first time in
0: a comedy club, right? First time to see somebody that, that I admired on TV and and see them on the list of upcoming weeks and being uh-huh. like, oh, my God, I watched Dave Attell on Comedy Central. I, I can't wait for him to come through. <gasps> Dane Cook? What? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was just really cool. To, to, to And then, you know, it's sad because there is also those, those moments of disappointment where you're a fan of somebody and then they show up and they're a real piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and you're like, man, why is this guy? Why did he have to be a dick?
1: Now hindsight though, you know, like people think comedy is just going up on stage and telling jokes. Now that you know
0: everything you know now. Well, oh yeah, of course. And, 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 but there was also, you know, John Panette, God rest his soul. You know, he was one of the most caring, uh, giving open people. Yeah, I had ever met in my life. You know, you remember we we said hi to John when when I was filming um, Comics Unleashed. He was in the hallway. We were there. Yes. And again, you know, seeing John and him coming up to me and and saying hello, and I would spend the whole weekend with John. Yeah. And and John's routine, I already knew John's routine. I'd pick him up at the airport. He'd hand me a thousand dollars, and he would say, "Go buy me four sets of sheets, and I want you to replace my sheets." When I walk on stage. And then he would say, keep the change, mm-hmm. which was usually like three, 400 bucks. Yeah. And then throughout the week, you know, he'd be like, hey, go get me some pot. I know you got a pot connection. Yeah. I'd go score him some weed. I'd bring him the weed and he'd, you know, I would go, hey, man, the weed's 60 bucks. And he'd hand, you, he'd hand me a wad of hundreds and go keep it, you know? Yeah. And then I would t- we'd go eat amazing dinners because he was huge. He loved to eat. And we'd go eat these amazing dinners that yeah. I would never eat at. You know, if I wasn't hanging out with him and then, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're talking comedy and John Panette's asking me questions about my standup and I'm asking him questions. So it, it, it was, and at that club, there was a guy who was the kind of older guy who was the, the king of comedy in that town, if you will. Right. Okay. He was the guy that got the headline Wednesdays. He was the guy that usually got to middle because he was good. Yeah. You know, and he was the big, big local comic. Yeah. He was the big fish in the little pond. Right. And, and he would teach a a class and I remember him coming to me going, Hey, uh, you know, I'm teaching a class. You need to to get in my class. And I was, and I really, and I probably shouldn't have said this to him. um, (laughs) But in my, you know, my thinking was, I don't want to be a middle act in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Why am I going to go to your class and learn from a middle act in Dallas, Texas? Yeah, I'd rather sit down, change sheets for John Panette and be able to sit down with a guy that is for real doing it. Right. On a huge level. Right. Yeah. So I remember telling him that I was like, why, why would I learn from you, dude? <laughs> like I eat dinner with John Panette, man. Like <laughs> the fuck would I, you know, <laughs> and it was so funny because uh, Kevin Pollock had come through on uh-huh. the opening act. The guy that teaches the class is the middle act. Okay. And then it's Kevin Pollock. Yeah. Right? And Pollack, class act, same thing, man. Super nice. Super generous. You know, treated us uh, uh, amazingly well. Hold on. I think we lost Rick. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, oh. I, I, I didn't lose Rick. I lost somebody else. Um, super, super generous guy, Kevin Pollack. And and um, Dean, Lu- oh, I don't want to say his name. Yeah. He's uh <laughs> he's sitting back there in the middle act, and then there was a flyer for, for his class and Pollock picks it up and he goes what kind of vulture piece of shit teaches a fucking comedy class <laughs> and the other guy didn't see just sat there quietly and I was like yes 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 I agree Kevin I agree you know and, and, and don't get me wrong. A, a, lot of, a lot of great comics have come out of comedy classes. Yeah. Because you don't know where to start.
1: It's just a starting Right. You, starting you don't place. know how to start. Yeah. You don't
0: know where to start. So for those of you that are watching this and thinking, okay, well, I want to do stand-up comedy. I don't know how to start. You just go hang out. Yeah. You just go to the comedy club. You hang out. You meet other comics. You find out where all the open mics are. Right. You start doing open mic. And you just make comedy your life. You
1: just go on stage and eat shit a
0: lot. I never ate shit, but you, you just go on stage over and over and over and over. Yeah, you know. So it, you know, Dallas was a great weekend, and and yeah. I just had a wonderful time. And then I get, oh my god! And then this beautiful girl that sits across from me calling yeah. me up. Well, how do I do this? And and I'm like, when I really dude. Well, you what did you, I call you asking you how to do? You were bitching about the surround sound that I just put together. Oh, y'all. Between the yard and the
1: damn surround sound speakers in this house, I am <laughs> <laughs> not
0: sorry, hey, sorry about your life, guy. Wow. <gasps> Sounds like you have real problems. No, you are so <clears> obsessed <throat> with those speakers and I could care less. But Friday you did um, the Neighborhood Witches, right?
1: Well, Friday, we had his school party. So I went on Thursday, and I helped decorate the room for the party. And then we did the school Halloween party, which was so fun. I mean, his school and those teachers really do it up. There's a whole costume parade. The kids had some really elaborate costumes. I was not prepared for that, but they parade them through the hall. It's super cute. So we had that during the day. And then in the afternoon, I had never heard of this, but apparently... um, Carla, in our neighborhood, got the brilliant idea from
0: a friend. Is Carla okay with you using her name?
1: Well, I didn't ask, but I don't want to take credit for her brilliant idea.
0: Well, I look, I didn't give the name of the guy that did the comedy class because I well, don't want But you're
1: talking her. badly about him. Um, I'm, like, giving Carla credit where credit's okay. due.
0: So, but um, this is the first time that... that- our neighborhood has done that.
1: Yeah, she saw a neighborhood back home where she's from does it, and she thought it was so fun, so she organized it. But basically, all the moms in the neighborhood who wanted to participate were invited to dress up like witches, and we live in a mm. golf cart friendly community. I
0: cannot believe how many bitches are in this neighborhood. Witches, witches, <laughs> witches. It's amazing <clears throat> how many witches are I, in this I know neighborhood. For
1: the first one that all these women showed up with their golf carts, I mean, all ages. Women from all ages old in the Old bitches, neighborhood.
0: young bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, witches, witches, young witches, old witches.
1: But decorated their golf carts. Um, we don't have a
0: golf cart. Those, we, th- those are for... Well, they, yeah, we,
1: we pulled... Um,
0: we have a work mule our that, that, work that I do mule work with. I, I, I mule. need it for my property to do work. I work with it. And it, apparently
1: it's also great for pulling a trailer full of witches.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, bitches. <laughs> witches, yeah, witches. I know, I almost I said start. bitches. <laughs> Um, I
1: just to slow myself down, but we led the, since I had the trailer, we led the parade and it was so much fun. We threw treats. Of course
0: you're the head bitch. Witch, witch, witch. Of course you're the head witch. <laughs> yes, you are the head bitch. Witch, 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 witch.
1: We threw like coloring books and little balls and toys and trinkets to the kids. Our balls? Were
0: you throwing our balls? <laughs> hey, here's our husband's balls. <laughs> Here we have our husbands' balls.
1: No, but the dads or the grandparents stood in the yard or the end of the driveway with the kiddos while we passed by, and we all waved with our Halloween and, music. Uh, and
0: Babe and Mamma Mia were standing in front of uh,
1: my folks my yard of sure the month to get a photo with your yard of the month sign, and it made me laugh because I thought, how how I'm sure you're so happy that a yard of the month sign we got it in Halloween when everyone's passing well, by the house.
0: and I also love the fact that that I guarantee you. That there's some people in our neighborhood who understand my humor, and who think it's really funny. Oh, the video you posted!
1: I'm sure you also offended some people too.
0: And it makes me very happy (laughs) that there's some people that are offended by it. It makes me happy. It's, It's funny to me that people would be offended by it, and I know that they're out there.
1: You know what I realized? I think that's why, that's why I love
0: you. Because I think life is too short to take things so seriously. And, well, and, that's, why, and that's why I love Halloween. Dude, I'm not trying to be the, the, the mayor of, of my fucking neighborhood. I don't care. <laughs> and I think there's people in our neighborhood who want to be the mayor of our fucking neighborhood. Yeah. And I don't and care. And that's okay, too. And to be honest with you, I think that my sense of humor filters them out. Filters what out? The dickheads. <laughs> You know what I mean like I think that <laughs> the parents <the>, <laughs> yeah the way that I dress and the way that I am filters out yeah and so then you get the cool ones that have a good sense of humor that yeah. that are a little dirty we're a little dirty yeah you know with our sense of humor yeah and, and but but we have these great morals and we try very hard to raise good kids and there's this there's this line between you know we don't take life too seriously yeah but at the same time. You know, we we try to be very good people. Right. You know, we're serious um, about the things that matter. Right. Yeah. And 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 yard of the month, like, you know, we, it's one of those things that yes, I'm proud of, and I did the video to be funny. Yeah. To be funny, but kind of serious. And yeah. but, but so I'm, if
1: you haven't seen the video,
0: <laughs> but I'm glad
1: Steve made an acceptance speech for his yard of the month award. But, but I'm
0: really I'm really glad you did that because it really seemed like you girls had a really good time. It was so much fun. And, and that it was something enjoyable. And it was really cool to see that, that other people had reached out to you, like, oh my God, what a great idea. Uh, I mean, did, it
1: wasn't mine. I just, I no, no, just but provided in general, the hay ride. Yeah. But in, a, in but general, every, all the women seem to really love it. And I think it's going to be Did you just an say I
0: provided the hay ride? Dude, I am covered. Rick, I have hay in the storage unit in the back. Dude, I'm covered in fucking hay because I have to load. And then it's funny because it's me, it's Jake. Um, we're talking to my friend, my new friend, uh, from Louisiana, Trey, Uh and we're on the phone with him Uh and he's like, bro, he's like, my wife's wearing me out. I go, what's up? He's like, I had to go get it. I had to get the trailer. I had to get hay. (laughs) She wants hay. And then she wasn't happy because our golf cart wouldn't pull the trailer. So I told her, well, just hook it up to the truck. And she was like, well, I'm not going in the truck. We need a Polaris that can pull it. He's like, so now I'm fucking trying to find a Polaris. From a friend or somebody to help me so that I could pull this for my wife, and I'm dude. Jake's over here dying laughing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm, I go, bro, I had to put hay on my trailer for my wife. <laughs> Jake's like shows me a picture. He
1: had to do it for cat too. For cat too, he's like,
0: here's the fucking hay I put on, you know, cat's trailer, yeah. right? So it was it was it was really funny that we were all we all have bitches, witches, witches in our lives. <laughs> but I'm really glad you did it, and it seemed like. It was a, it was a chance for you to become the mayor of. Uh, oh our no no no
1: no! You know what was brilliant is Carla, the woman who planned it, and this was smart too. She dressed up like Glinda the Good Witch, which was perfect, so that all these ladies knew like who to come to if they had questions or if they needed treats to pass out or whatever. It was really I thought that was really smart. It was. Perfect. That's really cool. And yeah. and, and
0: how, how many people in our neighborhood do you think participated? Would you Would you think?
1: Well, I think Peggy at one time. Peggy was my co-pilot to make sure I didn't lose any witches out the back. Um, but <laughs> why
0: is that so funny? Every time you say witches, I just, I translated my head bitches. As soon as you say all the witches fall off the back, in my head, I hear <laughs> all these bitches falling off the back.
1: oh but it was hard to count because our neighborhood has windy streets but i think we had like 15 golf carts kawasaki's whatever you want to call them so and they each had like four women in them just about and then i had a trailer with probably i don't know 12 women and
0: it sucked because in the front of my mule, i have a deer feeder and i always fill it up and the deer know me they see me they know me and when i drive around day every morning i wake up and I feed the deer. And then in the evening, I feed the deer. Well, Captain Evil over here was like, I, I don't know how to load the trailer. And can you load the trailer? And can you make sure that it's loaded and decorated and, and not hay? Not decorated. I and just I'm said, like, put
1: the hay bales on it for me before you leave town so, so I can decorate. My
0: poor deer, because it was hooked up to a trailer, poor bastards did not get any corn. And I went out there. Finally, today was the first day to be able to feed them because I finally took all the bullshit off. I took the trailer off. I had
1: to cover it in and, spider webs and hang oh the my banner God, dude. and all that. But you should put, have seen the deer. Rick, Rick, the it deer looked so cute.
0: Rick, the poor damn deer, dude. They, I could see their ribs, bro. <laughs> I could see their ribs. They were starving <laughs> to death. One of them barely made it to the corn I threw out this morning and fainted. Because and, he was so it,
1: famished.
0: Oh, he was famished. I'm sure and, they
1: got food from other yards. And they I were can just guarantee, fine. I
0: can guarantee you that these deer saw me and they're like, the guy's back. Oh my God, the good guy's back. The the bitches have have <laughs> taken over the Polaris <laughs> and the good guy's <laughs> back. Um, but I'm really glad you did that. so it then, was a lot of fun. Man, I, I ended up adding a show in, in Dallas. So I ended up doing three shows Saturday night. And then, oh, by the way, and this is so funny. So one of our one of our best friends uh this couple that we hang out with and they have they have truly been um so good friends to us and trey and sabrina oh yeah and and trey tours with a country artist um as a road manager and i tour so you and sabrina truly live the same life
1: yeah yeah. When like, we moved to New Braunfels, because this is where they live, you we know, like start hanging out all the time because we're on the same schedule, We're on the same schedules,
0: the same and, schedules and, and juggling and, and, the same. And they're such good parents and they're so down to earth. And we just we just love them. And, and so um, Craig is in Dallas uh-huh. the same weekend. I'm in Dallas this weekend. So um, Trey and the band come out to see my show on um, Friday night. Uh-huh. And then afterwards we hang out. And me, so we end up going to the piano bar next door, and it was so funny. Oh, and by the way, here's a really cool moment. They start playing, uh, the piano guys start playing um, The Devil Came Down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. Uh-huh. Right? Well, Alif who's a professional musician uh-huh walks on stage yeah grabs the fiddle off the wall
1: and he's an amazing fiddle player
0: he's an amazing fiddle player and that song is a crazy fiddle and song and he starts to fucking shred the the fiddle does the bar go nuts? the bar's like what's happening right now like <laughs> this dude walks off the out of the the audience grabs a fiddle on stage and just starts murdering it so it was just so cool. Anyway, Trey and I are together and we're having drinks and I'm like, dude, we cannot send pictures home. <laughs> no. And Trey was like, Trey was like, Trey goes, We're working, bro. We're working. Dude, we're working, right? So we sent you guys that picture. Yeah, you're
1: lucky my phone battery died because I was taking so many pictures and video that night <laughs> that it had powered off and I just plugged it in and went to sleep. So I didn't get it until well, the you next woke up. morning. You two with your drinks. I was like, you asshole. So
0: we're, Trey and I are waiting that we're all together uh-huh. to show you the other video that we were too much of a pussy to send. <laughs> There's another video of us having a lot of fun. And I go, so... dude, I go, should we send this one? And he was like, fucking up <laughs> he's like bro that the other one was the other one's funny Let's and we're, work we're yeah, he goes, do you want to die <laughs> right so we'll, we'll show you guys that video um later but we, so and then i desperately want to be here for um,
1: halloween. halloween
0: so i finished my show i hit the road about midnight yeah and i get here at 4 a.m yeah to wake up and do uh, Halloween, And then we had people over to watch the games. I and- feel bad because at that point, y'all, we've had
1: Halloween. For, I'm sure everyone feels it this year, especially the mamas. Like it, with Halloween being on a Sunday, it was so much Halloween. So then the day you're actually here and Garrett's so excited that you're going to get to be here for Halloween this year. Like he was like waiting for that Sunday and the rest of us are all like, oh, my God. Can Everybody's Halloween tired. Be over and I, yeah, I've just <laughs> driven.
0: I went to bed at 4 a.m., woke up at 8 a.m. in the morning, four <laughs> hours later to, to start getting things right Ready, and then, um, you know, Garrett, God, man, you know, and, and there's so many times that you do things for your kids, but I really have to admire Garrett's approach and the way he handled it. And, and every year I dress up like a rodeo clown and Renee always does family Halloween.
1: Well, it's just been he and I, so it's been you know, easy. It's just like a mommy and me yeah. costume. One, got yeah, one,
0: mommy and me costume. One day, yes. well, my favorite is you were a matador and he was a little bull. Yes, that was my favorite. first
1: Halloween. And you had
0: the tight pants and your ass was nice. <laughs> um, but, but it was cool. So then, so then Garrett comes up to me and he goes, Dad, if I ask you like a man, man to man, he I know you like being a rodeo clown, but for the family, can you please dress up? in a
1: family (laughs) costume he wanted delilah to do it you to do it so we
0: dressed up like the um um nightmare before christmas Christmas. and i was the big fat (laughs) you know what's so
1: funny is no one can even tell it's you because you're covered (laughs) head to toe in an inflatable i I
0: couldn't move in the damn thing and then you know i couldn't sit down on the in the in the mule to drive it around and poor kids poor kids were like oh my god Renee and Steve put together. They decorated the mule and they decorated the the hayride for us. It wasn't for you kids. It was not for you kids. It was for mommy's bitch ride. Witch ride. But it was it, you know. But it was crazy because we had like ten kids and and all the parents and more golf than, carts more than 10, and more than yeah. ten kids and the the streets of our neighborhood were were just nuts. And it
1: takes a village, like on Halloween. It really does. Just well, to make sure and, everyone's safe and, and, and okay it's dark. Our neighborhood's and, very dark
0: because we're out yeah, in the country. Yeah, and no sidewalks. You know, we don't have streetlights. We're out in the country. So it's very, very dark. So it was like herding cats, man. And, and we really had to get it going. And it was just fun to be a part of it with, with the family. And I think next year I'm going to take Halloween off yeah. the whole weekend. Well, um, next year
1: won't it fall on a Monday? Because it was on a Sunday this year in the Yeah, works? but it's, it's still a... everybody celebrates ce- that. So everyone will be celebrating it on Saturday. That right? weekend anyway, yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah.
0: but man, what a what a what a week we had and, and you know, this week I'm excited and I um I got a phone call inviting me to go to um, game six of the World Series. Uh-huh. Which is tomorrow.
1: <gasps> it's happening. It's happening. The Astros made it to game six.
0: Yes. And
1: I don't follow. I just knew you had tickets for game six, and I didn't think it was going to make it up that far.
0: But I invited you first.
1: You did, and I said, um, I'm not going to live your joke <laughs> again. <laughs> and I, I, yes, I would love to share that experience with you, but I felt like it was something you should do with your dad. Well, like give, what dad, a cool thing give dad, to dad the opportunity.
0: To dad. So I called dad up, and that guy, I'm like, hey, buddy. I said, Dad, um, I'm giving you the first opportunity. I got tickets to game six of the World Series in Houston. Uh, do you want to go with me? And he goes, I guess. Yeah, I'll go. And I go, no, are you going to go or not? I need to know if you're going to go. I said, I guess. I go, no, are you going to go? Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> and hung up. That.
1: No excitement. No, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, great, son. Thank you. Yeah. like, yeah. But I'm nothing. such a low celebrity you get nothing. I am such a low celebrity uh-huh. that they were like if they make it to game 6 uh-huh. you, we've g- finally got it to you on the list uh-huh. Scott Bayo said no <laughs> Screech from Say by the Bell is dead
1: No he's not is he really? Webster, I that.
0: Webster said no <laughs> and now there's you that's how far down on the list I yes. am but I do get to go and then by the way Um, if you are watching this, I am already in Sacramento, California. I have Richmond, Virginia, um, for the first time in a very, very, very long time. Yeah. The week after that. And then I'm doing San Antonio.
1: Two weeks in a row. You're in San Antonio. They're in
0: Thanksgiving in the week after. Yeah. And then we're off to Dana point. Which is basically Miami. Fancy Miami.
1: No Fort Lauderdale, right? Like
0: it's in between Fort Lauderdale and Miami kind of, but it's, it's the, it's the fancy uh, place. So you, the family's going to that one. Yes. Cause and, uh, it's a
1: fancy place. Is that what you said? Place,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, the bitches, I mean, the witches need to go to that one. Um, and, and then, uh, witches witches got to get a tan. Yeah, and then, and then new year's in, um, in um, Houston, Houston. So whew, wrapping up the year. And, and I, I did. Oh my God. I feel like you just got to
1: brace, brace yourself from now through the end of the year. It just gets nuts.
0: Well, and well, because, because of COVID, I told myself that I was going to bust my ass and catch back up. But I'm so ready for a week off. Yeah, so ready for a week off, and we're gonna do that in January. I need to take a week off and yeah. and um, just really stay home. Well, you
1: know, Houston, Houston, sorry, San Antonio will be nice because you'll you'll feel like you're home for a little bit. You won't have to get on a plane for two weeks in a row because you'll just drive.
0: I just need a residency in San, San Antonio. Places. Yeah, that's what I need. It's just every year for nine months, I'm in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys, San Antonio
1: is a great city. <laughs> it's a great like town. it's
0: um but we're wearing people out we're we we've, we've gone too long um thank you so much guys you know you guys have no idea and and it has been really special to have people come up to us and say hey you helped us get through yes. the pandemic and we just want you guys to know that that this has become very special for for me and and my captain evil here and and you know at this point if one person watched yeah we'd still do it because we love it and
1: but those messages oh, do mean a lot. someone quickly. dressed up as Captain Evil for Halloween.
0: I saw that, dude. That was fucking awesome. But
1: what were um, you going to say? Really quickly,
0: I'm going to let everybody know who's winning the pie contest. So, oh, it was let, close let last me look time. this up.
1: Last time I saw it, I Gigi told me I was winning by one.
0: Well, now we can see. So there's no bullshit. There's no. There's no pretending. Oh, dude, I am. What kick, is it? I am kicking your ass. You are
1: not. Let me see. I am beating I you, don't you by ten. You. Oh, that's not kicking my ass. Ten, we're about to make that up right now. Where's
0: Don? Don bought ten pies last time. So, helicoptersforheroes.com, guys. We are delivering pies here in San Antonio and Camp Pendleton. Um, however, we do not have a bakery yet.
1: Don't say that. Then so, they're not going to buy pies. No, no.
0: We're, I will make it happen. Believe Yo, me. Y'all,
1: I'm going to be baking pies.
0: So, <laughs> if, there is a, if there is a bakery in the San Antonio area, now, we are not asking you to do this for free. We are not. We are going to pay for the pies. If there is a bakery in San Antonio that thinks they can handle making these pies for our veterans for Thanksgiving Day, um, please hit us up. Please, please hit us up. Uh, if not, I am going to have to start making phone calls. But I'm hoping that there is somebody out there who can say, you know what? I'll make the pies. Remember, we're not asking you to do it for free. Yeah. We are going to pay you to make these pies because with your donation of twenty five dollars that pays for a pie and a bag of coffee for our current serving members who don't get to go home. They don't get to go home for Thanksgiving like you. So Renee and I would like to deliver pies. So help us do that. I am kicking your ass.
1: 10 pies is not kicking my ass. That's a lot of
0: pies, dude. 10 pies times $25, that's $250 of pies that you have to make up. Oh my God, and I love that they can see it. They can fucking see can it. Can
1: everyone see it? Yeah,
0: you just click on it. Like, if you wanted to send uh-huh. a pie to Steve, you click on Steve. No, no, don't send it then, to Renee. Look, one pie, two pie, four <gasps> pies. Okay. Y'all go so, buy some pies. So buy some pies. And, and honestly, it doesn't matter who gets pied in the face. We desperately want to deliver these pies. It doesn't, but if better. Steve
1: gets pied in the face two
0: years in a row, that'd be really awesome. <laughs> not happening, dude. I think people are like, you know what? Poor Steve, that poor bastard. Last year when we did this, the pot had a podcast just started and they thought you were the abused one <laughs> and now that they've been watching the podcast for so long they're like it's Steve man poor bastard because I made
1: you load hay on a trailer to bring joy to all
0: the children in all the, the neighborhood I'm the so evil <laughs> Steve Trevino here Captain Evil thank you guys for listening and watching we love you guys bye bye